Welcome back to Unseen Connections. I'm your host, Amy Skinner. We are diving into episode eight today. If you have been here with me throughout the last seven, thank you. If this is your first, thank you. Whatever brought you here, I am just excited that you are spending time with me, having an open heart and an open mind to dive into getting curious, getting curious of the unseen connecting deeper into yourself and connecting deeper into that which you cannot see. (laughs) To start us off here, we are going to get settled into our bodies here. I'm going to guide you through a little journey for your mind to connect deeper to your body. So wherever you find yourself, provide yourself a moment of pause. If you are driving, obviously keep driving. But to listen to my voice and follow along with the breathing and do what you can with where you are. Okay, so anytime we start out with giving ourselves a mindful moment, it's great to just start with whatever it is you notice first. So whatever areas of your body are calling for your attention, scan your mind into those areas of your body. So for me today, it's the top of my head and the space around my skull, the space in my shoulders and my neck. So that's where I would start, but maybe for you it's different. Maybe your lower back is calling your name. Maybe you have a knee issue or maybe you have a broken toe or maybe your hands feel like they're calling for a little more love. Wherever you need to be, let your mind wander. Let your mind be observant of your body. And as you pause over these spaces, just acknowledging whatever is and listen in. Sometimes as you allow your mind to wander to these spaces, sometimes more gets brought to the surface for you. It's like looking at a picture and then starting to see more of the foreground, but then also seeing into the background. What are the things below the surface? What are the things that have been patiently waiting in the wings? And then let's take some time here to just move some energy. So I call these cleansing breaths, taking a deep inhale in through your nose, And let it release out through your mouth. Good. Taking another one, deep inhale in through your nose. Letting your day release out through your mouth. Let's do one more for good measure here. Deep inhale in through your nose. Feeling the weight shift off of your heart and your shoulders with your exhale. and allowing your breath to just move in a way that feels natural for you. And as your breath is moving naturally, checking in with where it's sitting today. Maybe it's sitting high in your heart, sitting in your shoulders, or maybe you feel it being able to wash down and towards your belly. 
down and towards your diaphragm. And again, just noticing what is. And we're going to shift our breath a little more intentionally here, having your inhale enter in through your nose, pausing gently at the top, rolling the breath towards the back of your throat as you exhale through the nose. Finding a gentle pause at the very bottom. And then inhaling again through your nose. Pausing gently, rolling the breath towards the back of your throat and exhale through your nose. Pausing gently at the base. Carry on through the same pattern, inhaling in through your nose. Gentle pause and then exhale. Gentle pause and then inhale. And as you follow this pattern, begin to notice your shoulders rising as you inhale. And notice how your shoulders release as you exhale. And carry this idea down the rest of your body. Noticing how your tummy expands as you inhale. And notice how it softens, maybe even contracts as you exhale. And then feeling into your lower back. Notice what it does as you inhale. And notice what happens as you exhale. And then drifting around to your hips. What happens when you inhale? What happens as you exhale? And then feeling into your knees. And again, feeling the inhale. And then watching the exhale. Feeling down into your feet, wiggling into your toes, taking an inhale. Rooting through the heels and the balls of your feet through the exhale. And as you feel into your feet and you feel the connection of your feet against the earth, imagine this connection to grow deeper into the soil spreading deeper into the earth, wrapping itself around the earth's core. Whatever that looks like for you, whatever whatever the earth's core happens to show up in your mind's eye. Wrapping these invisible tethers from your feet into the earth. And as you root in, think of the trees outside how they root down and stand strong and tall and envision this energy embody it here envisioning your trunk of your tree growing larger firmly rooting nice and stable steady strong unwavering and then with your mind's eye flowing up from the earth's core 
up through the trunk of that tree, up through your legs, through your hips, finding your heart. And then from your heart, feeling this beautiful green, just like the leaves. Noticing the leaves blowing in the wind. Breathing in, breathing out. Scanning all the way up into your crown of your head. As you feel into the crown of your head, inviting in unconditional love, inviting in healing energy that is meant for your highest potential, your highest timeline. And inviting that in with every inhale you continue to take for the rest of your day. And as you are inhaling unconditional love and healing energy, know that as this draws in, you are rooting into the earth so you are strong and supported, knowing that you will not fly away, you will stay tethered and strong, and all of this beautiful new energy, this vibrancy, washes into all of the areas of your body that are calling for the attention that it was asking of you. All of those spots that we paused at before we dove in to really connecting to our breath. Giving yourself permission to let the body do what it does best. Giving your body permission to take what it needs and to leave the rest. Taking one more cleansing breath here. Inhale in. And exhale out. So it is. Today's podcast episode, I have a few shares of wild synchronicities for you. And I'm going to share them in the purpose of highlighting how powerful we can be without even realizing it. And how beautiful synchronicities can play into our lives what they can possibly mean for us, how maybe other people will perceive them or how they might reject them and what you can do about it. Of course, leaving room for flow within this podcast because that's just how I work best. And that is also something that I was reminded of with my own card poll that I worked through before I jumped on here with you. So to start out, let's dive into one of the most exciting (laughs) powers that be, the synchronicity and the moments that are sometimes almost difficult to relay to others, but if you were there, then it's super impactful. So as always please take what fits from this leave the rest know that everything is subjective and your journey is your own i just offer up pieces of mind to maybe inspire or help you pull and look deeper into your own so the other night i held a circle at my house and i had two ladies join me and it was a it was an evening of connection it was an evening of spending time in some feel good energy with each other 
And it never ever ceases to amaze me that the people that come together are always the people that are, are meant to be there. So it's one of those areas that I've, I've learned to trust and it hasn't always been easy, especially when you start to become a leader of things. And I did this a lot with yoga. I, I had that imposter syndrome and there's absolutely still parts of that with me today and, and many other people that I talk to that are practitioners and facilitators and parents even. There's always that little bit of feeling like you're just a fraud or you're faking it and somebody's going to figure you out one day. But in a way, I think that kind of keeps us humble and I think part of that helps us to grow and expand further because we never feel like we know everything and I think that's you know in a weird place it kind of serves us <laughs> so the circle that I held I started out by bringing everybody through a mind-body connecting um, meditation kind of similar to what I do here for you in the beginning of my podcast um, And again, I let it flow. Whatever I feel like needs to be said, I bring it forward. And it's really just to set the tone so that you can feel centered and grounded and just like we expressed, strong and stable and rooted just like a tree. And as you can be strong and rooted like that tree, you invoke this masculine energy so that your feminine can rise to the surface and your feminine has the opportunity to open up and to play and lots of communication to the unseen that is really helpful and you need to be in that in that space ready to receive so it's like priming your vessel that's essentially that's essentially what we're doing together is priming your vessel so we did that at the circle and I started to explain what we were going to do next, which was some card pulls. It was a four card spread and it was a card spread that I really enjoy working with. And I do this a lot for myself and I do this a lot when I um, work in my one-on-one sessions and I'm going to share it with you again. You're welcome to play with it. I think it's cool. And then sometimes things branch out from there. This is a very generalized, loose, um, skeleton that you can expand on in your own way so the very first card is the energy that I've been previously moving through is what I would write in my journal and the next card card number two would be the current energy I am experiencing the third card would be what I can do to help myself move through this current energy with ease And the last card slot is the outcome. If I were to heed the advice given with the third card to help me with the second card. So I was just explaining in my circle the first card and I had just said um, the energy that we're moving through, but I didn't even get past the word energy and the power went out. And we all looked at each other wide-eyed like, whoa, what just happened? Because just the timing was incredible. So I got up and I went and checked the breaker to make sure that nothing blew because I thought, okay, maybe the AC was pumping too much and something happened. No breakers had blown. (laughs) 
So I came back and sat down and I'd already had a candle lit in the middle of my uh, card decks, which is funny because I don't always light candles, but I just had this really big, tall candle that uh, I had sitting on my desk and I was like, oh, I may as well use this. (laughs) So that came very much in handy. And the ladies were in great spirits about everything and we all just made do. It's like, well, we're here now, so we're just going to work with what we have. And that is another beautiful testament to being in flow. (laughs) What's the point in getting upset over things that are literally beyond our control. So we had a little bit of light from the window, some candles, which kind of made it a little more moody, a little more in the feminine, which is not lost on me that we were kind of in this dark womb as we were going through our card pulls. And we continued on. So we would draw cards and then we would share what we had discovered in our card polls. And then I love doing this with others because then you have the opportunity to be an outside observer and and kind of lend your own intuition to expand on somebody else's and vice versa to get that feedback from somebody else as well. Everything just gets so much more potent. And it, it's just, it's incredible to be able to have these flowing conversations with others and to share in the vastness and, and, and again, it really is a subjective experience. The one card can mean something to one person and it can mean totally different to somebody else. Or when you pull it one day and you pull it again another day, it, It can mean entirely different things, but that's the beauty of essentially spirituality and connecting to the unseen. It's, it's really what you make of it or what you interpret it to be. And, and that's why I fell in love with yoga too. Yes, there is some structure to it. However, there is so much room for you to be yourself and so much more room for you to expand on that and what that means to you. So we went through the rest of our card pulls and the rest of our sharing, and uh, we were on the last card, and the last person was just sharing what they had found out from it. And they had been talking about um, a spiral, and... After they had finished speaking, I had pointed to my right and I had paintings of Reiki symbols. And one of the Reiki symbols is called Chokurei. And it is a spiral. <laughs> it has, it's, it's a spiral, but a slightly different um, spiral the way you get into it. Anyways, the spiral is a power symbol, and I had just finished saying, it's like saying, um, apply power here, and then I shit you not, the lights went back on. (laughs) We screamed with excitement. We could not freaking believe (laughs) that the two moments where I'm talking about energy and power, and the freaking power goes back on. Like, what? what? And again, it was one of those you had to be there moments to have the full effect of like how mind-blowing that is. But 
it played on everything that we were kind of talking about in our little container of card pulls too. And, and talking about how your word is your wand. And that's why they call spelling spelling. Cause it's, you're saying spells with your words. And if you can recall back to, I think it might've been episode number two, maybe it was episode number three, but it was the exercise of that, that, uh, that love hate exercise where I had you visualize something that you love and then feeling what your body does when you visualize what you love and then switching it to something that you hate and then noticing how your body responds to it and then switching back to love because you know (laughs) gotta wash away the hate and that is something I'm I'm gonna play on here because that really reminds us how powerful our thoughts and words are and uh that line, you're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> that line comes to mind right now. <laughs> and it's so true. And, and that moment of the power turning off and the power turning on, regardless of the reason for it, regardless of any external circumstances, that was a very personal experience for me. And it depends on what I choose to take away from it. You know, it can be explained away by anybody else, but that's not the point. (laughs) The point is the fact that I was recognizing at the time that, uh, wow, (laughs) clearly I have some power. (laughs) And that's a reminder for you too. You have so much power in the things that you choose to say and the thoughts that you choose to ruminate on and being somebody that has an anxious mind and has recently been ruminating on some things that felt like I just had very little control over. I have compassion for that. I understand that it's not always easy to reframe your mind, but It's just like that idea of meditation. It's not about controlling your thoughts. It's about not letting them control you. So regardless of having loops in your mind, having cycles that you notice that you're continuing on through, it's the awareness around it really is where your power begins. Highlighting the shadowy aspects. And I've mentioned this before, if you've listened to some previous episodes, the power of your mind is incredible. You have the power to build yourself up or you can tear yourself down. And recently I have become so much more aware of how these thoughts can can essentially poison your belly. It can poison the watering hole, so to speak. It can show up within all of your relationships and kind of leave that that everlasting taste in your mouth. And 
if there's something that is so has taken such a hold over you, then there's something that needs to be acknowledged. And what can you do within your control about it? Sometimes it is stepping away from a situation and giving yourself some space. Sometimes it is releasing a relationship. Sometimes it is getting busy. If you find that you have lots of time to linger in your mind and you just get stuck on itching your mosquito bites. (laughs) Sometimes you have to give yourself something to distract your mind so that you have a different focus, a different place of power. Your mind is incredible. And this is kind of where I hop into talking about discomfort. And we talk about this in yoga too, the land of discomfort. And there's a difference between pain and discomfort. You know, pain, I'm sure you can imagine what that feels like. Sometimes it can feel icy hot. It's uh, something you want to jump out of right away. It's, it's, It's extremely unpleasant. It is that far end of the spectrum so if you, can, if you can picture what pain is, then we scale it back to, okay, where is discomfort? And yoga for me is such a great teaching place because when you find yourself in a stretch and you feel that space of discomfort where you're not feeling pain, like you want to pull yourself out of it or like you're getting stuck in something, but discomfort is physically feeling stretched, but also sometimes it's mentally feeling stretched. Sometimes we go through life and we're emotionally feeling stretched. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's like going to the gym and working out and then feeling sore muscles. But knowing that those sore muscles, it is a build. And it doesn't have to be a quote unquote bad thing. And again, this, this highlights how good and bad are such a perspective sometimes. If you think of everything being a neutral plane and then we provide it meaning, that's where things get interesting. You can look at one situation in your life and at the time it can feel very dense and heavy and maybe you label it bad or you know, why is the world against me? Or why is, why me? Or why is this happening to me? Or, you know, when you get into that headspace, but then when you move through it and you look back on it, maybe you start to talk about it a little bit differently. Maybe you have less charged energy around the story because you found a more grounded space and you can talk about it less emotionally charged. And then Who knows, maybe sometimes down the road, maybe you continue to find that you shift even further with with regards of of how you look at stories. And I did this myself too. You know, there's some relationships that I've had that at the time were really hard on me. And them falling apart was 
super discombobulating and I didn't know what to do and I had so many emotions and now that it's like having those emotions diffused looking at that old story that old situation I can then see my part in things versus what this person did to me I can see what it was doing for me and it was just getting through a little bit of the discomfort to find my way there it was continuously applying some more love to the emotions that I had and some grace and compassion and then knowing how I moved through something and knowing how I was labeling things good or bad in that regard or you know there's always going to be a villain in somebody's story right and that again is a perspective thing and the discomfort really can show us and highlight the areas of where we're growing and where we're stretching and sometimes we are stretching larger than the boxes we have put ourselves in or larger than the boxes that we feel like somebody else has put us in and it's all it's all for us but in the moment it doesn't feel like that in the moment the for us is not always visible so breathing through discomfort is so valuable and doing this on your mat is such a great way to practice being able to stretch physically into the body and giving your mind some space to breathe through it it's a tandem mind-body experience and that's why doing things in a physical manner and testing yourself in those ways whether it is yoga whether it is anything else that you experience when you start to feel that discomfort it is such a growing point sometimes with discomfort it challenges us to be a little disciplined as well and the line that i use a lot follow how you feel this is where a lot of discernment has to come into play because we have to check in with where these feelings are coming from and what feelings we are considering when we are bumping up against something so again discomfort is not always going to be that defining factor for us of i shouldn't go down this road discomfort can be that sign of growth discomfort can be that space where if i just breathe through it maybe there'll be something else on the other side of it sometimes discomfort is what we have to get through to find those greener pastures so to speak uh and you know knowing knowing your pain points knowing what is too much knowing your own boundaries it's if you think about children and you think about guiding children and and you think about learning things through experience it's it's kind of similar to that but being an adult you don't always have somebody there to parent you it's you parenting you and sometimes that's can, that can be a lot harder. <laughs> 
But that's where children are great mirrors for that aspect of things. That's where we can really begin to notice how we parent them and how we can reparent ourselves. And as we take care of us, we can then take care of them better. And it's this constant evolution. So it is a beautiful harmony. Um, And something else I was reminded of today was the whole masculine feminine thing. And masculine and feminine, as we find our way through a restructuring, reassessment, um, rebalancing, recalibration of these energies within us individually as well as within our relationships, there could be some discomfort because sometimes we are stuck in this land of what is it, what it is that we know, what it is that we're used to. And this really stems from nature versus nurture. So what we come into the world with, but also how we are nurtured growing up. And it's said that our minds are super malleable and it's much easier to learn other languages when you're young because of this malleable mind. But it is also this space where until... Seven years old is a very um, definitive space, but it can keep going. Like most of your subconscious is created when you get to seven years old. And then beyond that, there is still impact that you can have on a child. And then that's not to say, though, when you get to an adult that that nothing is impactful and the, the brain is not malleable at all. It's That's not at all, but... It is a lot more consciously involved when you're an adult to notice the subconscious habits and the subconscious programs that you have been operating on and some limiting beliefs that you may have picked up along the way because of how you were treated in childhood or the people that you had as examples in your childhood and It's really interesting because some people, when they experience different traumatic events, and again, traumatic events is a subjective experience because it depends on your nervous system. It depends on how your nervous system has computed things. So what might have felt traumatic to you might not feel traumatic to me, but things that are traumatic to me might not have felt traumatic to you. So we really cannot discount another person's experience because of that, because it is subjective. And if we just listen more often, if we just, you know, believed what somebody is going through and instead just let it exist versus trying to decide if it's valid or not, things start to shift and that's also another place of discernment where sometimes this sense of victimhood of this happened to me and therefore I'm stuck because this happened to me that is that is something that is on that person (laughs) 
to break free from. We all have reasons for why we are, who we are, ways we operate, survival mechanisms, all those things. We have reasons for why we have, we have become the adults that we are. However, to feel like that is beyond your control is somewhat of a fallacy. And I mean that in terms of you may not have gotten to choose where you came from, but you do get to choose where you go. You do get to choose to be an active participant in your own healing in in this new season of your life. And awareness is where it starts. Awareness of where you find discomfort. Awareness in the spaces that you do feel triggered. Awareness in your your own cycles in life. You know, sometimes we feel like we experience something and especially relationships. Oh, I've been here before. <laughs> this looks very similar. It's a little bit of deja vu. Take that as a sign for you to notice and step out of the emotions a little bit and view from the outside perspective. And if you have trouble doing that, talk to somebody that you trust and ask them with an open mind for whatever you may end up hearing back ask them what it is that they see because our emotions can cloud us and again our subconscious mind can sometimes cloud us and that just makes us human it doesn't it doesn't make you any less than it doesn't make you not good enough or not worthy of love being human is intricate you are whole already even if there's all these things that we can view and understand about ourselves and that's such a such a tricky concept sometimes and even even i find that i go back and forth along that edge of what it means to be enough and whole and what it means to be aware and healing and essentially my only answer for you is it just if you can come back to unconditional love if you can come back to this place of acceptance then that's all you can really do we need to continue to find our own inner light and know that you can try the shame route of I should be like this or I should let this go or I should be over this by now or I thought I'd I thought I'd learned this lesson. You can try the shame route. I've done it. <laughs> and uh, you may notice that you don't get very far very quickly. So what would happen if instead you just applied a little bit of acceptance? For me, it's acceptance around my sensitivity and my anxiousness and understanding that there were events beyond my control when I was younger. And sometimes being in public can feel a little harsh. It can feel like wind whipping across sunburnt skin. 
And as I accept myself and I, and I shed light on that, it gives me the opportunity to apply a little more love. And as I let others know, this is, this is me and this is what I am aware of. And they can see where a little more love needs to, needs to be applied as well. And that's kind of like the chokure that I was mentioning. Apply power here. It's like, it's like saying without saying apply love here. If you mention that you are experiencing something when it comes to your mental health or something that you are emotionally moving through in times where you feel overwhelmed, we are stronger for shining the light on it, for providing things with mm, I I don't want to use the word names. I don't want to use the word labels, but for lack of a better term, when you can point something out and excavate it in that way by being able to name it. Sometimes we kind of carve out the lines and the borders of of where we need to apply that little silly putty of love. (laughs) As funny and, and corny and soft as that sounds, it's... We are always so much better for it and noticing how somebody is affected when you do apply more love will tell you everything that you need to know. When you stop to listen to others for what they have to tell you of their experience without having to judge it, without having to explain it away, especially in a synchronistic moment, you know, like the power outage to somebody else, they could explain it away. But if you just listen and imagine what it would be like in their shoes, that is really how you can tether into empathy. But again, using your discernment and remembering to also stay grounded and rooted like the tree, ensuring that you yourself can hold the space for somebody else to show you who they are, to share with you what they're going through. I think I'm going to pull some cards here and uh, maybe it can help me round out (laughs) my point. So let's see what they have to say. I am pulling today from the Lantern Oracle. I've used this one before. It is one of my favorites. Let's see what clarifying cards spirit would like to provide for us. Again, I always like to go until something falls out because it's the way that I like to trick myself. You can cut cards and that's still great. There is no problem with cutting cards whatsoever. Okay, that is a lot of cards. (laughs) Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. All right. Let's go through these one by one. First card. It says emptied. 
The ending and beginning lie at either side of the same door. Hmm. The next one is distorted desire. Conscious desire rarely satisfies the unconscious need driving it. The next one is weeping wound. You are not your wounds. The one after that is distorted perceptions. Reality is rarely what we are raised to believe it is. Mm, I'm sensing a theme here. The fifth one, wisdom in play. Our intuition knows more than we do. And the last one is trusting tricksters. The trickster's only power is your trust. You are always free to withdraw it. That one I want to start with. So the trickster's only power is your trust. You are always free to withdraw it. This is flagging me to think about that phrase, where your attention goes, energy flows. And that's essentially what I get from this card anyways. But again, perception. Maybe you have something that this flags for you. Maybe those words bring something forward in your mind. So I encourage you to run with that and explore what that has to tell you. And that builds for the next one, wisdom and play. Our intuition knows more than we do. As a human, this is where unseen connections kind of circles back to, as a human, sometimes we are limited in the things that we see, touch, smell, taste. And it's, it's that phrase, I'll see it when I believe it. And it's breaking beyond that. It's breaking beyond that I'll see it when I believe it because there is so much more that we, that we can't necessarily see, but it has this sense of inner calm that washes over you that you just you just know and that's where synchronicities and and perspectives and perceptions come into play when you feel that inner wave of what feels like truth what feels like resonance what feels like inner calm or inner peace hold on to that regardless of anybody else's ideas, thoughts, opinions, beliefs, because that is meant for you. Whatever happens that excites you, whatever happens that flags your mind, whatever's going on in your body, even if you're going to the doctor, if you're going to a practitioner, even if you have a session with me, I only know so much. And you know what it feels like to be in your body. And I preface this at the beginning of every yoga class too. I I encourage everybody to listen to their body because you know what it feels like to be within it and I don't. And you know better than anybody else what it's like to live within your own skin. And intuition's kind of the same thing where one person might have this intuitive hit but then this other person might have something a little bit different or maybe a different angle or they don't see what that one person sees but if you 
but they will share with you something else that is important for you to look at. And I say this in the terms of um, like if you have readings done by people or if you have, again, difference of opinions, even when it comes to doctors and things, we are all um, semi-limited to our own experiences. And that's kind of what our intuition pulls off of is our own experiences. So that's why getting a second opinion on things doesn't hurt. And also remembering that your own intuition, your own discernment is one of the key players here that is important to consult. Uh, The next one, distorted perceptions. Reality is rarely what we are raised to believe it is. (laughs) So we just introduced the movie The Matrix to to, uh, my stepdaughter. She's going to be 10 in a couple months. And I hadn't seen The Matrix in a really long time. So I was looking at it through a different lens as well, especially with The Matrix constantly being mentioned in this current uh, era of life and the last two years. And funny enough, the word perceptions (laughs) on this card, reality is rarely what we are raised to believe it is. One person's truth might not be the same as another person's truth and that is okay and when we start to balance out and heal the masculine and the feminine energies we get into this place where we don't feel like we need to um what's the word we don't need to essentially bully somebody into seeing what we see or believing what we see it's it is that space of acceptance that you see this angle and that person sees a different angle and or this person wants to live their life this way and you want to live your life that way and still finding harmony within that you know allowing people to live and let live and that kind of encompasses as well accepting yourself for all that you are and bringing it up to others as like hey this is me and allowing them to either take it or leave it and being okay with the fact that some people might need to leave it and they might not be at the same place that you are. So if you can, and it might take some time and some emotional healing for yourself to look back at that scenario and send them a little bit of love that hopefully they find their way in, in whatever way that is for them you know the next one is weeping wound you are not your wounds so that that ties into um that line about you may not uh have been in control of what happened to you but you are in control of how you help yourself heal and this comes back to how I struggled with saying names or labels when it comes to um, pointing things out because yes, I, I deal with anxiety, but if I, if I were to just roll over with that diagnosis, let's call it, that could stop me from pursuing ways of helping myself and 
apply that to yourself in whatever manner you see fit. But it's again that idea of a different version of a limiting belief. Like, oh, I'm this, so I can't do that. Or it kind of keeps you in that state of, of, of victimhood in a way. There, it's a really fine line between awareness and acceptance and ownership and, and using it as, a, as an identity piece. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's using something as an identity piece. Like you are not your anxiety. You may feel anxiety. You may feel sadness. You may feel anger. But those are things that move through. They are not always you. You are bigger than that. That is a small aspect of you. That is a small layer of you. So... You may be challenged with moving through things, but if you can expand beyond that as an identity, expand beyond expand beyond the ownership, is that what I want to say? You know, if you it, it yes, it circles back to the way that you think about things and putting that energy where your intention goes, energy flows. So if you're dealing with something and how can you apply a little more love? Where can you apply a little more love? Honoring yourself, honoring your needs, taking spaces you need to, but ensuring that you're doing so with the intentions of love. So the next card is distorted desire. Conscious desire rarely satisfies the unconscious need driving it. Sometimes we get stuck in this idea of what we want in life or we get stuck in this idea of who we want people to be for us. And then sometimes we get frustrated when they don't live up to that. And that can be such a unconscious um, relationship that we enter into. I am absolutely guilty of having done this. And it sucks when you realize it later. But again, that's kind of where after you've lived through the emotions of something and then you've you've, um, discharged the reactivity to that situation when you look back on it you can see things through a different lens and you can start to see your part in a situation and you can then take ownership of your part in things because yes there are some pretty terrible things that happen and this is always a little tricky because there are some crazy ass shit that goes down and obviously you're you're not asking for things to happen that's not what i'm trying to say here but i believe that every situation we go through there is something that you can learn from it for yourself whatever it may be whatever it may be you know that's that's a limitless um place of expansion for you to explore 
And then the last one, emptied. The ending and beginning lie at either side of the same door. Sometimes we need to take a moment to refocus, to reassess and notice where our energy is going. And it is that place of feeding into your self-worth and feeding into what it is you do want to grow and allowing yourself to light yourself up from the inside out. You know, being, being the person, the space, the qualities, embodying that, that you are seeking from others. I feel like I want to go and dive into this book the guidebook to find out a little more about it. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to turn to the page here, number 24. It says, emptiness can feel like the end of a no-through road. We do not see the feeling of despair for the chrysalis that is, that is. Upon emerging from a dark night of the soul is a gateway inviting us into a new way of being in the world. It is not uncommon for life to confront us with situations that seem to extinguish our light for some time. However, it is rare for individuals to disclose the degree of despair experienced during this period. Exhaustion and depleted resources from the end of a career choice, relationship, or phase can leave us believing that our efforts, aspirations, and opportunities to make something of ourselves were in vain. That our best was not enough to make our lives work in the way that we had hoped. Unwanted events can cause such inner upheaval that our will to continue trying weakens significantly. The power for any period of hopelessness or withdrawal to bring us to our edges is not to be underestimated. No one goes through life untouched. Regardless of what hand we are dealt or the path that we walk, life is capable of emptying every one of us of everything that we have to give and all that we believe that we are. When this happens, to whatever degree, we are left feeling defeated, fragile, and blind as to what to do next. Any degree of emptiness you experience is a blessing. Like a womb, it has the power to birth new life. While our circumstances may seem to be in ruins and empty, trust that a process of renewal and fulfillment is happening within all that we cannot see. Just as the seeds of spring are present and growing in unseen ways throughout winter, the emptiness is a door that eventually opens into a new perspective. On the door to every ending is a handle that opens into a new beginning. Trust that all that came before and reached its conclusion had a necessary place and value, regardless of whether we recognize it. We cannot anticipate, understand, or appreciate how or why things fit together and unfold the way that they do. Our spirit self operates from a foreign perspective and logic that typically evades us to surrender to the abrupt twists, turns, and losses that temporarily empty us along our life's path is often the only way to the genuine fulfillment of what it seems like life is forcing us to let go of. The mother assures you that you are everything you need to grow forward. Trust that the universe is always meeting you halfway with the lessons required to advance you at your highest level. Your darkest moments are also your brightest blessings if you allow them to be the radiant beings, sorry, the radiant beginnings that they are here to open up in you. 
It is time to thoroughly let go of something that you are still clinging to at your own detriment. Empty yourself of it in all ways. On some level, something has come to an irreversible end, and you need to accept it as such. Release the residue to allow the necessary clearing of space for the new to begin. The guardian's message is surrender to your spirit self. Allow yourself to be emptied of all that is over, false, and untrue. Let the light that you are fill, refuel, expand beyond, and radiate the emptiness so that it may be seen for the gateway that it is. That is a beautiful card, and it highlights that as we transition and transmute things, as we create space, that's just it. We are creating space for something new, for something more supportive in our next journey. And that really is all-encompassing what healing and evolving is. We go through these cycles of awareness and transmutation and burning away old energies or aspects of ourselves sometimes relationships go up in those flames sometimes where we live go up in those flames sometimes it's jobs you know sometimes it's maybe you have a whole different wardrobe of clothing because you don't feel like that that suits who you are now we go through these different phases in life and that is all a part of the flow that is all a part of the healing and we must create space if we want something else to come our way. We must refocus our energy if we notice where it has been going and how that doesn't feel like it's been serving us and we're ready to shift. So know that the in-between can feel sticky and scary and like discomfort and know that I see you in that discomfort because I too feel a lot of discomfort in the changes that I'm making in my life. And that in-between can make you feel a little confused sometimes because it's different. And that is where discomfort rings true, is in that difference. And it doesn't feel familiar, but that's also the point, right? We no longer want to be where we are. We notice what is no longer serving us. And therefore, we must go through that transitionary period. We must empty so that we may refill. That's just like the exhale and the inhale. I hope this podcast finds you well. If you have anything that you would like to share with me about it or anything that you noticed that you were going through or a synchronicity that you experienced, I love to hear about it. I love to listen and I love to learn. So with that, please take with you this notion that you are worthy, that you are whole even if you feel empty. That discomfort doesn't have to be that space of you're going the wrong direction. <laughs> Sometimes it's actually that nod to expansion. So use your discernment. Know that what's meant for you will be something that you can recognize. And if you need a little bit of help, 
reach out to somebody that you feel comfortable and somebody that you trust to look at your shit objectively (laughs) without necessarily interjecting their shit. (laughs) As always, you are worthy, you are loved, and you are so much more than enough. Take great care of yourself, drink your water, get your sleep, have some movement in your day, and stimulate your mind. But also take time for stillness, take time to breathe and connect with your body in a place that you can just be who you are in this moment here. Sending you lots of love. This was episode eight of Unseen Connections, and I'm your host, Amy Skinner. Take care.